And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls on purpose. Today we've got more clips from New York City. First is Hector and Ryan, two friends who had very different beliefs. One is a Hare Krishna, the other a false convert Christian. What happened after you guys died? Just like um, how we change our clothes. Yeah, a soul changes bodies. So when you die, you go to another body. Or your soul. So like reincarnation? I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, what about you? I agree. You believe in reincarnation too? Yeah. Okay. Why do you guys believe in reincarnation? Why do we? Because like life goes on, right? Because spirit carries on, man. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any any uh, uh, proof of that belief, or is that just something that you've been taught? I mean, everything in your life is based on a belief, you know? You're standing under that tree, under, under that... I have faith, you know why? Because, like, when you're standing under that building, you have faith that the building won't fall on you. Everything you do, like, this food I'm eating, I have faith that it didn't poison it. Everything is based on faith, so yeah, I'd say so. That smells good, by the way. Ryan, what about you, man? Where do you get your beliefs from? I get it, I get it from, yeah, metal, I get it from... Like my culture, like my upbringing, I get it from like the, the people I interact with on a daily basis, you know. Okay. So do you guys have like any holy book or anything that you follow or anything? Bhagavad Gita, yeah. Bhagavad Gita? Yeah. Okay. So are you a uh, Hindu? Uh, I know. I'm a Hare Krishna. I'm not a Hindu. Hare Krishna. Okay. Do you know who a Hindu is? Uh, no, you don't. So let me Person who practices yeah. Hindu? <laughs> let me tell you, no. So like the only reason the word Hindu came up was because, like, the Pakistani, like, people from the other side, like, the Aryans, didn't know how to say the word Sindhu. And, like, there's a river which passes right across India, and they couldn't say the word Sindhu, so they said Hindu. So everyone across that river is called Hindus. So that's what they mean when they say Hindu. So Hinduism is not a religion. Okay. So you're, uh, you're Hare Krishna. Ryan, what about you? I'm a, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian? Yeah. You said you believe in reincarnation, though. What? You said you believe in reincarnation, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Christians have their own, like, Christians, like, they're very flexible with their beliefs, you know? Like, they, so, like, they, you can believe uh, whatever you want to believe. Okay, so you you kind of just pick and choose from, from different religions, whatever you think works best? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. So, uh, Hector, right? Hector? Uh, what uh, what do the Hare Krishnas have to do to uh, get to heaven, or, or or have eternal life, or uh, what is it, uh, Nirvana? No, that's something. Like that? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. I mean, what do they do? I mean, you, you need to ask your question more straightforward. What do you have to do to end the cycle of reincarnation to to get to God? Oh, to, to get. I mean, okay. See, when you say to get to God, right? So, what what, what do you mean when you say get to God? You mean eternal bliss? Right? That's what you mean. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure what, what term you use. You retain eternal bliss. Yes. So, like, if you see, like, many things around here, 
Like everything is too materially conditioned. Like you, you, your life is based on things you don't want it to be based upon. Why do I have to wake up every morning and go and work just to get some money, right? So you want so all, your entire life is based on money. Not until we kill the last fish and cut the last tree will we know that we can't eat money. So the more you be, the more you be around everyone, the more you be around nature, the more like you don't conform to a society, you don't conform to like one particular way of belief that what people tell you is right and you actually listen to that voice inside of you that tells you you're right if you listen to every if your if your actions groove to your soul that's when you know you'll get eternal bliss amen yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ryan what about you man how do you, how do you get eternal bliss eternal life heaven wh- whatever it is that you're attain- trying to attain to uh, whatever he just said Wow, man, you you, you got to be a philosopher or something with, with these big word, big fancy answers like that. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't talk to you right now because you didn't give me permission, okay? But if you want if you mind talk to you after them, I'll talk to you after them, okay? All right. So, <clears throat> how do you know when you've achieved eternal bliss? Like, when do you? Where, where do you get to that, that point? So, you know, if you're trying to perceive, see, you can understand a few things by feeling. You can understand a few things by logic. But to actually understand what you actually need to understand about internal bliss, you've, you've got to, like, put aside all the other thoughts that tell you, huh, that's not possible. Like, because there are a few senses beyond you. Like, there's so many other spectrums of light that you can't see. Like, don't you think there's another superior being that can see the different spectrum of light? You are, after all, in a tiny planet in a tiny universe which has so many other universes. Do you really, really think that you cannot go and see what's beyond? Like, do do you really think that, like, beyond all of this, there's not, like, an eternal bliss? That that didn't answer my question. I, I was asking, uh, how how do you know when you're at that point? When you when you reach that? You know, like so, life doesn't. You are not your body, but you are your soul, right? So like, the more you're, you're in touch with your soul, the more you'll understand when you'll get there. Uh, do you have to do like good works or anything to, to help you get there, or? As long as you act like, you know, as long as you're conscious of everything that you do. You know, if you're really conscious of everything that you do, if you're actually listening to your soul, you won't hurt anyone. You won't steal anyone's food. Like, as long as you, like, actually live with facts that you only need. As long as you're detached from your fruits, from your activities that you do, you'll know you'll get there. Like, detachment. Like, you know, detachment doesn't mean should own nothing, but detachment means nothing should own you. You know, and when nothing owns you and but, but yourself and you treat everyone with love and respect... You know you'll get there. So, what happens if you if you screw up? Like, say you do something wrong. You always get a second chance. Always. But like, you know, unless like you really go against the voice and you kill someone, that's wrong. But like, you know, little petty things. You know, like you should always try to improve. So, what happens if you uh, if you do something wrong, and then before you get a chance, that second chance, you die? You always. I mean, that's the thing. There's no such thing called death. Like, you know, time, all of these are just our own conceptions. Of it. Do you really think, like, everything gets over when your heart stops beating? Do you, think, do you really think everything gets over when your heart stops beating? That's because you think you're your body, but you are your soul. That's where the eternal life comes from. You know, like, if you, people say, oh, prove that you have a soul, like, you, you know you have a soul. Like, okay, well, okay, so you tell me the difference between a dead body and an alive body. One moves. What, what, what's the difference? One move. Okay, why does one move? 
Because it's alive. How? Why is it alive? You tell me. Because it has a soul. You're, you're obviously too reluctant to answer that question and say it with me, but yeah, because it has a soul. So, how do you know that your belief is the right belief? Yo, how do you know that killing someone is wrong? How do you know it? Like, did your mom tell you? Did your dad tell you? Or did someone in a government tell you? You just know. That's how I know. Okay. Is there a possibility, even 1%, that you could be wrong about everything you believe? Like... Of course there's a possibility it could be wrong. Like, don't you think there's a possibility that that building could fall? Like, right, right, right you're standing here. Like, don't you think there's a possibility there could be an earthquake and you just fall in? Of course. You just, like, have faith. You know. Like, don't beat around the bush. Get to your point. Like, you know, like, I know you have a purpose of asking us these questions. What is your main question? Part, part of the show is I... I like to find people of different religions and get their beliefs, get what they understand. Religion means the law of, you know, for lack of a better word, God. You know, and what what does God say? Don't hurt anyone. Just be happy. And like, have what you need and give it to others. Like, if people cannot do those basic things of like just being nice and not being selfish, they're obviously going the wrong way. They're too materially contaminated. So now what happens to people, according to your beliefs, what happens to people like Oh, like Hitler. Like, you know, they'll, they'll pay whatever they need to pay for all the sins they've committed in one way or another. Like, you, okay, of course you've heard the word of karma, right? Yes. What goes around comes around, right? That's always the nature. Like, if you do good, good will happen to you. If you do bad, bad will happen to you. And, like, the cycle goes on until you've completely not done anything wrong. So, that's right. You were saying you believe in uh, reincarnation and, and so karma. So... Say Hitler, you know, say he died, what would he come back as? Like, see, there are 8,400,000 8, species in the planet, right? If you add, like, the more worse things you do, this, your soul will go into, like, more, like, unintelligent bodies. So, like, he's, uh, he might have gone into an un- unintelligent body, you know? And then, like, he'd work his way up to be a human, and being a human is, like, the last form you take before you attain eternal bliss. So, like, people should take, people should thank God every day that they're alive and do good. So now, how uh, It is. How, how much good do you have to do to, to go from, like, a cockroach to a human? And when you're a cockroach, can you really do anything good? Like, you know, I, don't, I mean, you know, it all depends on how conscious a being is. Like, see, I don't know how a cockroach would feel because I've never... Been, I don't remember ever being a cockroach. Like, you know, if I went into a cockroach's body, like, I'd see how they perceive things. Like, you know, there, there, are, there are so many species that, like, have more... Like, they can see more, than three, more, more colors than we can, so they perceive things differently. So, like, you know, for me to put myself in the shoes of a cockroach until I, like, experience everything a cockroach witnesses, I cannot speak for the cockroach. But, like, there's obviously a law. There's obviously something that, like, makes things happen. I want to thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Nihal. What was it again? Nihal. I know I said Hector. But Nihal, N-I-H-A-L. Nihal. That's different from the beginning. Uh, oh, Hector. Hector, okay. <laughs> okay, so do, do you prefer Hector or Nihal? Like, what do you prefer saying? 
doesn't matter to me. I just know what I just need to know what to call you. Like you can call me Joy or Bliss, because like Nihal means Joy or Bliss in Sanskrit. Okay, I'll just so stick with Hector. That's what we started with. Okay. Right, you can call me Hector. All right, so Hector, uh, would you mind if I took two minutes out of your time to 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 share what uh, what my beliefs are? Sure, man. I'm I'm open to listening to what you're going to say. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, so, doesn't mean I agree, but I'll definitely listen. Uh, I thank you for the time. Yeah. So listen, I'm a born again Christian. Okay. Um, I do not uh, believe in, in reincarnation or karma or anything like that. And Ryan, I, I hate to tell this to you, man, but Christianity is not where you pick and choose different religions. So you're based on what you said. I wouldn't call you a Christian, okay? You you, you might be agnostic and just picking and choosing. New Age, New Age would be would be good. Thank you for that. Um, but you, we wouldn't be a Christian, okay? So here's what Christians believe. Christians believe that we've all sinned, that we've all broken God's law, the Ten Commandments, whether we've lied or stolen, looked with lust, which is the same as adultery in God's eyes, hatred, which is the same as murder in God's eyes. And he says that we all deserve to be punished for our sin. We all deserve to go to hell which is a place of eternal fire. I'd say the place we live in right now is hell. Are you happy all the time? No, I'm not happy all the time, but I'm not sad all the time either. Okay, but... The word hell comes from the, the Norse word hellas, which just means earth. That's where, that's where Christians got that word, hell. I mean, how... Well, okay, I mean, okay. well the Bible describes hell as a place of eternal fire, a lake of fire. Yes, go ahead. All right. So you guys have four books, right? No, we have one book. No, like two or three different versions of it, if I'm not wrong? No, j- just one book, the Bible. The it's Bible. got the New Testament and the Old Testament in there, okay. but it's one Bible. But, like, how many people have written it? Like, you know, there have been, like, two or three versions of it, right? And I believe, like, once someone got the... One of the king, like, God changed... Something changed in the Bible just because he wanted to get a divorce. And the king's Bible was, like, launched, right? So... Which Bible are you talking about? Because I'm not sure. King James. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God. You know, we 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 have have manuscripts. Did you guys write the book? Well, you guys like the person who wrote the book. Uh, they have. We have actual manuscripts that go all the way back to I think about 125 A.D. So we. 125 years later. No, not, not 125 years later. He, he died in 33 AD, and his followers, the ones who were actually with him, were the ones who wrote this, this book. And our, our earliest manuscript that we have still in existence is from 125 AD. But it was written much earlier than that. It was written in uh, 40, 50, 60 AD. But do you think that the... Jesus' life is like exactly the same story as like Krishna or Mithras or um, let's get into that in, in the next interview because I don't have permission to put you on the radio yet okay so uh, you don't ho- need permission to put anyone ho- on this is public space right. well we'll hold that thought okay let me focus on him for a minute because you know I said I'd, I only had two minutes for you so I got about 60 seconds left right so look Bible says we're all going to burn in a lake of fire for eternity because we've sinned unless something is done about our sin unless someone pays for that sin 
But the problem is we can't do anything good enough to wipe away our sins. The Bible says it's the shedding of blood that will wash away our sins, and it needs to be a perfect sacrifice. And it can't be an animal. It has to be a human sacrifice. Human for human. And that's why God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. He was born of a virgin. He was fully God and fully man. He lived a perfect, sinless life and died on the cross, taking our punishment, our place, on Him, dying on that cross, and then He rose again, defeating death and hell. He rose from the grave three days later. He defeated death and hell. Not, not like being reincarnated in, into another form. It was the same Jesus coming back from the grave. Any, okay, so he said that you need to repent, which means to turn away from your sin, turn away from lying and stealing and all that stuff, and put your trust in Jesus and what he did on the cross, and you can be saved. You can go to heaven. But with. Say that again? If you follow your soul, you can be saved. If you follow your soul, no. So you don't believe that there's a soul? I do believe there's a soul, absolutely. So. But what's the end? What's your point? Yeah. The, the end point is this, that without repenting, turning away from our sins, and without putting our trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone, we cannot be saved from hell, and we will spend eternity in hell. What does Christianity talk about gay people? Say it again. What does Christianity talk about homosexuality? What's that have to do with anything? I'm asking you. Okay. This is my question. Okay. Well... I mean, it, it offers the, the same uh, redemption plan to everybody, whether you, whether you're black, white, gay, straight, female, male, doesn't matter. It doesn't it, matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. If you repent of your sin and put your trust in Jesus, you can be saved. Next to him, he shall be stoned. Right? Doesn't that? Doesn't the Bible say that? I mean, what, what do you have to say for that plan? I'm not sure exactly where, where that is that you're talking about, but here here's what the Bible says. Unless he becomes a born again Christian. And he doesn't get Look, stoned. Here, here's what the Bible says. It doesn't matter what your sin is, whether you told one lie or you murdered 11 million people like Hitler. It doesn't matter. If you are willing to repent, turn away from your sin, and put your trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone and what He did on the cross, you can be saved. You can be forgiven for every sin, everything you've ever done wrong, and you can go to heaven. But without that, you're doomed for hell. Okay? Doesn't matter whether you're black, white, Muslim, Hindu, Hare Krishna, doesn't matter. Okay? But so that that's what my belief is. What what are your thoughts? I mean, I've spoken a lot, like I feel like, you know. You know, I mean like whatever you need, like whatever your questions are, you can preview from what you previously recorded. But like I really hungry and I want to eat my food right now. Hector and Ryan seemed like nice guys, but I think they were just trying to waste my time. Fortunately, my time was not wasted because the gospel was still shared. And while these two may not have received the gospel, someone else around them may have, as they were listening intently to a radio conversation taking place. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do. 
just go to witnesstalkradio.org. Next up, you're in for a real treat. You get to hear me sharing the gospel open air at Union Square. I know that rhymed. I wasn't intending for that. But uh, this is going to show you why I prefer amplification. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ryan. I'm here from Cincinnati, the heartland of America, Ohio. Today I'm here because I want to share with you a very important message. If I could just have three minutes of your time. We all know that we are part of the ultimate statistic. Ten out of ten people die. In fact, 160,000 people are going to die today. That's two people every second. What happens when your second is up? Will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? Here's a quick test for you. Have you ever told a lie? If you've told even one lie, God considers you to be a liar. If you've ever stolen anything, even something small, God considers you to be a thief. If you've ever used God's name in vain, the name Jesus, God, or Christ in a derogatory way, then you would be guilty of blasphemy. That's a very serious offense in the eyes of God. <clears throat> One more. Jesus said, whoever looks with lust has committed adultery in his heart. Have you ever done that? Have you ever looked at another person with an illicit sexual desire, a lust for human beings? If yes, then you are an adulterate heart. If you pled guilty to those four questions, you would be a lying, thieving, blasphemous adulterer. You're not a good person. You're not going to go to heaven. Here's why. The Bible says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. The Bible says no thief will inherit the kingdom of God, neither adulterers. It says blasphemers will not be held guiltless before him. It's very serious. The Bible says that we all deserve to go to hell, that we all deserve to be punished for our sins. Hell is a place of eternal torment. A lot of people say this is hell, but this is nothing compared to hell. Hell is an eternal lake of fire, eternal torment. And I, I sincerely hope and plead with you that you would be concerned about this. It's your eternal soul, your eternal salvation that we're talking about. What happens to you after you die? You're only guaranteed maybe 70, 80 years here on earth. After that, there's an eternity. Where are you gonna go? If you go by the standard of the Ten Commandments, the Bible says you will go to hell because you've broken God's law. But there is good news. There is a way to escape hell. That's why I am here tonight. I'm here not only to warn you about hell, but I am also here to show you the escape route, to give you the answer to how you can get out of hell and how you can go to heaven. The answer is this. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, fully God and fully man. He lived a perfect life. He never lied. He never stole. He never looked with lust. He never used God's name in vain. He never broke any law. 
And even though he was not a criminal, he died a criminal's death. When they whipped him and they beat him, they punched him and kicked him and spit on him and took the beard from his face, ripping it out in chunks. And then they took nails and pierced his hands and his feet and hung them on a cross, hanging there to die. Not because he deserved it, but because we deserve it. You deserve it, I deserve it, everybody deserves hell because we've all broken God's law. Jesus died on the cross to pay your fine and my fine. And then he rose again on the third day, defeated death, defeated hell, defeated sin, defeated Satan. He offers you a chance at eternal life. Everyone here believes in giving second chances. God has given you a second chance today. He says that if you will repent, turn away from your sins, turn away from your wrongdoing, and put your trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone, you can be saved. When I say repent, I don't just mean to be sorry for sin. I don't just mean to confess to somebody. Repent means that you no longer desire to do that which is wrong. You desire to do the will of God and turn to Him. Imagine going into a building and you don't want to be in there anymore. What do you have to do? You turn around and you walk out. That's repentance in a nutshell. Walk out the door of your sinful life and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people say you just believe in Jesus. It's not just believe. It's not just saying, yeah, Jesus was real. It is putting your entire trust in him and him alone. Trust your life to him like you would entrust a parachute. I just flew out here from Cincinnati on an airplane. You know, they give you a... Uh, 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 they give you a flotation device under your seat. It doesn't do you any good if you crash into a building. <laughs> what you need is a parachute. And that's what Jesus is. He is the parachute for your eternal life. If someone offers you a parachute and you know you have to jump out of a plane, do you just say, that's a nice parachute, but don't put it on? No, it does you no good if you don't put it on and trust your life to Jesus like you wouldn't trust your life to that parachute. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and trust your life to him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. There is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That is Jesus Christ and him alone. Nobody else will save you. Muhammad will not save you. Buddha will not save you. Joseph Smith will not save you. Nobody can save you except Jesus Christ and him alone. He is the only one that was willing to live a perfect life and die on the cross for you to pay your sin, to pay for your sins. Please, I urge you, I beg you, you don't know when you're gonna die. It could be this very instant. Get right with God today. Call out to Him. Ask Him. Beg Him to forgive you. 
Turn away from your sins. Put your trust in Him and Him alone, and He will grant you a new heart with new desires. You will no longer desire to sin. You will desire to do the will of the one who saves you. Then pick up a Bible, read it every day. Start with the book of John. Make sure that what I've said is true. And then find yourself a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-following church. I thank you so much for listening to me. More information, please go to changeyourcampus.com. Thank you so much. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you.